Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the program. Welcome to Radio Italia Uno, and of course, Happy Business Radio. And the podcast, thanks to Podcast City, Ron. Thank you, Ron, for helping us with making it possible so that people all over the world can now listen to this program. It goes to air every Monday, 2 to 3, on Radio Italia Uno here in Adelaide. And of course, Charles and a couple of the other people I'll introduce in a minute, one of my special guests that's with us. I'll talk about that in just a sec. But before I introduce our special guest, I just want to say thank you so much. Look, it's such a pleasure to do this program because of what's happening around the world. I've had great feedback today. And uh, the last two weeks, I've been um, getting emails from friends or new friends, should I say, who have been listening to this program overseas. And like I've often mentioned, a lot of people at universities have been um, listening to this program. And there was people from uh, Nepal and Bhutan and a couple of other people from a couple of other African countries have all travelled to different universities and they sent me photographs of people they have met through this program, which is fantastic because other students are sharing it. And and uh, even this morning, I've got some photographs from uh, Sangay from uh, Bhutan and Nepal over there, who is now currently in Italy at one of the universities in Italy. So it's really great that, you know, he's over there and sharing the news with me and, and everybody else. So thank you so much. And the one thing, you know, if it wasn't for this program, I would never have met these people. And I haven't actually met them face to face, but we've met them, we've spoken to them, we've even done interviews with them through Zoom, and it's been fantastic. And last week we did a whole interview through Zoom uh, because, you know, you can't always get together and people from interstate and overseas. So it's a real pleasure to have these people be able to share their knowledge, their product and their services. Now, today in the studio here, I'm really privileged to have, I can say, a good friend of mine. Well, he's not good, but, you know, (laughs) a good friend of mine uh, that I've known for a long, long, long time. His name is Charles Figolo. Charles Figolo is the MD, CEO, big boss, whatever you want to call him, of a company that he started over 40 years ago, and it's called Base Tech Services. Welcome to the program, Charles. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Peter, very much. And it's a pleasure to be here this evening. And I hope I can fulfill what you require in letting you know a little bit of my background, which has been rather interesting. Yes, it is interesting. And look, I just want to mention this because and, and a lot of people come from a diverse background or you know a hard background or a single parent or single this or whatever or from a family who's been struggling. Now, Charles's parents migrated to Australia from Malta. So he's a Maltese background. And obviously at the time when they migrated, it was after the war, you know, a lot of people were in a really bad state and didn't have any money and found it very hard and lived in an area of South Australia which even today is known as a social economic area. It's a harder area. But 
to your credit, Charles, you not only uh, struggled through all those tough times as a child, but more importantly, you grew and grew and grew a business which keeps reinventing itself. And as long as I've known you, which has been almost 30 years or more, you have just continuously grown yourself and your business. So I admire that. And I, I, I'm happy that you're here because you don't only just run base tech services, you've got several other companies. But you tell us about what your company is doing now. That's probably a good start. Okay, I would have rather have liked to explain to you about how I actually got started in life, and I'll come back to that shortly. Yeah, we'll come back to that. That's yeah. what but, but let them know what you're doing now, yeah. and then they'll say, wow, and then we'll come back and say, now look where he started from and look where he's at. But at the moment, and we've been doing this now for a few years, we're working heavily in defence. We are doing massive projects with them, and uh, it's an expanding area, and we're currently looking to work with the Submarine Corporation as well to expand what we're doing. And at the same time, we are spending a lot of money in training young people uh, a future, a good future for their lives and to expand their input into uh, the building and construction industry. Yep. But it's not just the building and construction industry because you're in the oil and gas fields. Yeah, we work in oil and gas. We work in mining and resources. We work in water infrastructure. We work from everything from design, engineering, to construction, to installation. We try to take on projects where we instill with our clients the fact that we would take the responsibility of designing and building and handing it over. And we work on some of the most complex projects in the world. And it's not just in Australia we work. We are continuously travel, travelling overseas on projects. We are consulting. We are designing. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And, and I want to make this point very, very clear. This is a little chap who grew up in a very low economic area of South Australia, right? And with all due respects, didn't have a high education, didn't go to university, didn't do all these things that you would expect a top company executive to be or have done but what you have done you've grown more than your business you keep growing you keep learning and you've been very practical with solving issues that some engineers had trouble solving you had you created a, a polymers you you created products and uh, working with um fiberglass pipes and things like that that now is like the, the cutting edge of technology but I would like to go back and just ask you a couple of questions about your childhood, if you don't mind, because we want to encourage people at whatever age they're at so that they move forward without thinking, I can't do it because. You can say, I can do this because, you know. So let me ask you, Charles, like when you were a kid, what were your aspirations? What were, you, what were your teachers? Who were your mentors? Did you have any at all? I don't really think so. I went to yeah. primary school and left at a very early age of around 15 or 16, maybe 15. You weren't kicked out, though, were you? No, <laughs> I, I, I just basically left. Yep. Now, one of the most interesting things happened to me just recently. I was at a function, and when I walked into this room, I was invite, an invited guest. The guest speaker there was a guy called Chris Schott. Now, Chris Schott was a senator at the time, 
and he saw me walk into the room and he recognised me as one of his students and he was staggered at the fact that I was a young student who left school with no qualifications and built up my company today. Yes, and that's that's the sort of thing I'm trying to impress on people. It doesn't matter where you are today. It doesn't matter where you start from. It's where you can achieve or where you can end up. You know, it's really all about. And just because you go through tough times economically or financially or whatever, it doesn't mean you've got to stay down, you know. And I know that uh, a lot of companies, you know, go really, really well for a few years and then lose a contract bang, they, go, they close shop. You know? if, I, if I could just say, yeah. all my life I have done nothing but work. I have taken on projects that even the Chief Justice and many other top people in Australia could not believe how someone like myself could create and design and build such complex projects without any education. And as a matter of fact, even just recently... The retired, now retired Chief Justice during a, uh, a hearing that we were having was very curious to know how is it that I managed to build nuclear plant, design and build it? How is it I was able to do massive projects around the world without any education? And I explained to him it was because of one man, one man who was so indebted in our life called Einstein, and I explained to the Chief Justice that Einstein makes it very clear that imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Yes. And I take that imagination and I bring it together, and for the knowledge, then I bring the engineers in. Yes. This is is why I really appreciate you coming in, because I think the people that are going to listen to this, a lot of them are already uni students, and, and we're lucky enough to be in over 40 countries. And the reason it's gone to 40 countries because students from here have shared it with students overseas and and they've you know we've rang up like you know we were talking to somebody in Africa and he says oh no I'm not African I'm from France and I said well you have a bit of a French accent he said I'm here teaching and then all of a sudden somebody in France picked up the story and we were talking to somebody in Turkey and you know, Ron and I were both talking to this uh, did an interview with this chap and I thought you have a bit of an accent but it's not a Turkish accent, I could tell the different accent. He said, no, no, I'm from Africa. He said, all my friends are back in Africa listening to the program. And and unfortunately for them, it was like three or four o'clock in the morning or some middle of the night. And that's why the podcast has become so popular because people can listen to the podcast in their time zone, in their own time, and they can listen to it anytime and go back and hear it again. So the, the fact that what you did... And what you're, you've been doing. This is what I'm trying to impress on people now. Just because you have a very high standard of education or a university degree or diploma or, or master's or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're creative, you see. And what I admire about what you've been doing, Charles, you've been able to be very creative about what you do. Like you said, you've got the uh, inhibitions to, to just keep going. And, and you use the uh, Einstein theory because, like, he says, if you don't know, you ask somebody who knows. <laughs> and Well, no, that's not quite right. It's not that I don't know. No, it's no. just that I foresee the problems. And I'm caught into a lot of projects that have gone wrong. And we've caught in continuously to look at what we can do to 
fix the problems and redesign the plant, and that's what we do. See, well, that, that doesn't mean you don't know. See, this that's the difference about education. You know how to fix these things. The engineers don't because they've got a certain body of knowledge that they come from. You no, come from. I, I don't you know? totally agree with that. I don't think that's correct. Okay, it's what we do is we see things slightly different from what. That's Again, what, yeah, what yeah. it gets back to what I see with Einstein and I still yes. follow that path and we're still going down that track. We get work from companies that we've been working with for 40 years and we still service them and we get mm. absolutely beautiful thank you letters and you know being told things that were astounded and they keep calling us out continuously. But if I can just say, I, I actually got started in business because when I was about... 18, 20 years of age, I was actually building myself a boat and I got to learn quite a bit by doing that. It was a cabin cruiser. I actually still have a photo of that picture today. And uh, through that, I was able to learn about corrosion, composites, a lot of other things. But I'd self-taught myself Mm -hmm. and I looked up certain criteria and then I realised when I was doing a bit of casual work for a company on a project that these three engineers basically standing next to me were rather confused on a project that was going totally wrong in a chemical plant. I happened to be on my basically hands and knees doing a bit of work for somebody <laughs> as, a, as just a, a worker getting paid a few dollars. And when I heard him talk and I stood up and said to him, I know how to fix your problem. And I was nicely asked to go back to work, which I did. <laughs> you but, were told, get back to work. But towards the end of the day, one of the engineers came up to me and he said, do you actually know what's wrong with the plant? I said, yes, I do, and I can fix it, but I don't have any money and I don't have any time. Anyway, the gentleman spoke a bit more to me, a few more things about it, and he left. Following the morning, that gentleman came to see me and he said to me, when can you basically start the job? And I was only about 23, 24 years of age. And I said, well, I can't. I'm doing a bit of work for somebody else. And they said, you're not anymore. You're actually going to be working for us. So I said, but I don't have any money. So he said, you do now, whatever you (laughs) need. So I ended up rebuilding that chemical plant for them. I hired a few people, which they paid. They gave me money. And after four weeks, we got it up and running properly. Anyway, from that moment on, I started getting knocks my parents started getting knocks on the door asking me if i could come and work for them yeah well look we'll we'll take a break because we need to take a break this is interesting this is what i want to come back to because this is what we were leading to when you hear the name bocelli cafe you think an adelaide institution a family restaurant that's been providing the finest italian cuisine for almost two decades coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232-3006 to book or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. 
Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us, which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals, and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies, yeah! Hi, I'm Jamie Limura. I'm Lee Harrison. Join us every second Sunday night from 7pm on Negative Camber, the official motorsport show of Scuderia Ferrari Club Adelaide. Whether it's karting, supercars, MotoGP, Formula One, we talk all the latest news and results in the motorsport world. Negative Camber, every second Sunday from 7pm on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Radio Italia Uno and especially Happy Business Radio every Monday from 2 till 3 p.m. Now, I have a special guest here today, a really, really special guest. He's been a friend of mine for a long, long time and we've been friends and we've done lots and lots and lots of things together. And of course, Charles Figolo is also a OSJ and an OAM. OSJ means Order of St. John. And he's a Knight of St. John and also uh, OAM is an Order of Australia. So he's been granted uh, or earned these respects from government bodies and different organisations. But he also, like I said, he's the MD, CEO of his own company, which he started many, many years ago, Base Tech Services. And there's several other companies under that banner. But also, which is really interesting from a child who left school at a very early age, you know, 14, 15 years of age, and then I'll just ask him now to tell you yourself about how we went around the story around the world and, uh, you know, goes all over the place, but now has handed over the business or grown the business to such a state where his children have taken over. So it's become a true family business. So Paul, David and Renee... Uh, his three children who run the business for him now or with him. And Charles, of course, sits there as the big warlord over the top of all. <laughs> But, you know, David runs one section, Paul runs a different section, and Renee runs the office, and she does a fantastic job. So If I can just say something, they're the bosses. They're the bosses. <laughs> yeah, look, the, let me just say something, because I want to ask you to explain to some of these people, because when you were 14 or 15 and you left school, You had no idea what you were going to do, right? I, I, I've got to answer that. Yeah. I have to explain something to you. I grew up with 10 brothers and sisters. My parents had absolutely nothing. And they were battlers who battled in life trying to settle in Australia. We were all born in Adelaide. And I must say that, believe it or not, a lot of my life I was sleeping under trees, under bushes, hitchhiking around Australia, and I've got to tell you, when I was hitchhiking around Australia, people would give me a ride, let me stay at their homes and showers, and even the police were very, very cooperative in telling me where I could spend a night and what I could do. I tell a lot of people that if you're very respectful, 
to people back, you'll be amazed how people treat you. And I never forget the amount of police that helped me when I was had nothing and just bumming around. Yep. And then after that, for some reason, I started, as I said before, to build myself a boat and I was learning and I was learning about electrolysis, I was learning about corrosion, different chemicals and as I was building this boat, that's when I was approached about doing some work for other companies when I discovered that they were having experience that the engineers didn't seem to understand and that's how I got on from there. But not only did I work on those chemical plants, it's very important to realise some of these top engineers are good friends of mine. They're all retired and they're good friends of mine still today and we meet up and have breakfast and coffee and stuff like that. But let me tell you, I was given a project to do for one of the biggest hospitals in Adelaide and that was to combat Legionella's disease. They had massive trouble with cooling towers where it affected people. I was brought in and I explained to the engineers... I'm really not sure what to do, but I knew I could fix it. I said to them, but you have to trust me. And they put their trust in me, and I did most of the cooling towers in all the hospitals in Adelaide. And now that's gone on from there. And they gave me an award for doing what I did. And as I said, I still mix with these engineers today. Going back a little <coughs> bit further, electrolysis plays a big part in the work that I do, because we use composites that combats electrolysis, not only in engineering plants, but also underground on gas pipelines, on ships, on aeroplanes. It's a major problem out there where different metals can cause corrosion and things can break down without people realising. So I'm continuously caught in when these problems happen. And one particular project, which I've never forgotten, is I was caught in to look at a big chemical plant for processing copper at Port Piri, and they spoke to me about doing it. And I explained to them, because you have so much chemicals in the plant, the steam is actually creating electrolysis on different materials that you have. And because of that, I explained to them how to go about and re-changing it or to combat it. Guess what they did? They didn't listen to me. They went and used stainless steel <laughs> with <laughs> mild steel. Yeah. They caused massive problems. And then they called me in afterwards to come ahead, come in to fix it. The funny that's, thing is... That's it, just some of the small examples. Yeah, the engineers always seem to know better. And when they get it wrong, they have no idea. You know, like when you, when you think, yep, this is going to fix it, and then it doesn't, They've got nowhere to go back to. They've got nothing left in their bags of tricks. Yep. That's when they call somebody who's like you, a bit more creative, and said, like, I've done this over here. We can do it over here in a much bigger scale. Well, I admire that. And the fact is, this is what we're trying to ask people out there that are listening to this to think, you know, just think outside the square, think outside the box. But here, don't even look at the box. Look at the globe, you know, look at the world. And this is one thing I want to just bring up very quickly. How many countries have you travelled to because of what you do? Okay, now, that's a good you, question. You probably don't have I, a list. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how many countries I've travelled to, but let me tell you something. The countries I do travel to, and I'm giving this as a bit of advice to a lot of people, do not wear certain jewellery on your body. Do not wear expensive clothes. That is depending on which part of the country you're going to. I have been arrested as a spy heaps of times. I've been taken off planes. I've been taken off boats. I've been 
robbed. I've been out in the Sahara Desert. I've, oh my God, some of the things I've been through and had to put up with. But you know what? On every time I've been held up and robbed, I managed to talk my way out of it simply <laughs> by being very friendly and being very cooperative and telling the other people that are trying to rob me with knives and guns, come on, let's go down the road and have a beer together. Yeah. I've only got about $50 on me. When I travel to isolated places, I only carry a few dollars. As a matter of fact, four very bad guys when I was in Turkey, in the outback of Turkey, were robbing me. And when I explained to them who I was, I was nobody. I only had about $80 on me because I only carry a little bit, very small, when I travel. That gave me half the money back. <laughs> and... <laughs> There's an amazing story to this. I was, if I was to tell you about this doctor who saw me being robbed and he was hiding in the corner, mm -hmm. if I told you the story about that, you would not believe it. It is an incredible story what yeah. happened. Anyway, this is just one story of many, many times I've been robbed, and but I've managed to get on always nicely with the people, yep. never raise my voice, never... Do anything that's Don't bad. fight them. Don't fight yeah. them. And when they, they search me, I don't yeah. have any jewellery on me, nothing. Yeah. This is important for travelling and, and also but, – but great advice from, from many points of view. Don't be so important that you're more important than everybody else. You know, I think you can humble yourself, and I know that you do that pretty well, Charles. The, the other thing I, I know – I'd just like to clarify something. Please understand, when I talk about travelling, I'm talking about places in the world where you could not believe where I go, as in Azerbaijan, Russia, the Ukraine. Do you know how many times I've been yeah. to Ukraine? I go to yeah. places that are so dangerous, it's incredible. Yeah, but the, obviously, you, let's explain something. You go there for work reasons. Exactly. You don't go there as a hobby. You don't go there as a, a, a nosy parker or whatever. You go there because you've been invited by oil companies, gas companies, mineral companies, uh, you know, electricity service providers and all that sort of stuff, that you go there to solve a problem that they have in whatever manufacturing they're doing. And you can say, look, I can go there. I can show you how to fix it or I'll have a look at it first. Then our engineers will work something out for them, you know. So, look... Again, we've got to take a break, but this has been so interesting because a lot of people listening to this will, will hopefully pick up an idea from what you've just said, that they everything you learn doesn't come from books, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. All right. Thank you, Ron. Yo. Ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar stone, unique stone, granito, marmo, Caesar stone, unique stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, que stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Did you know that Podcast City can record your podcast right here in the studios of Radio Italia Uno on our professional recording equipment? Podcast City can also come to your location with our mobile studio. We can record just your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, 
and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 8212377 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way. Are you looking for an Italian restaurant that boasts cuisine inspired by the Amalfi Coast and the Campania region? Introducing Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. Boasting classically trained Italian chefs, recreating wonderful culinary memories of your last visit back home. Italian food that takes your breath away. Squid ink pasta allo scoglio. Spaghetti vongola. Napolitana pizza. This wonderful addition to Adelaide's flourishing Italian culture opens on Monday, March the 21st for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And Lombra can cater for all of your celebrations, christenings, birthdays, family gatherings and private functions. Enjoy the food, the wine and wonderful service and leave the rest to Davida and Fabio. Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. 15 Charles Street, Westlakes. Email to book chow at lombra.com.au. That's C I A O at lombra.com.au. Or call Davida 0417 877765. It's an experience you will never forget. Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening for Radio Italia Uno here in Adelaide on 87.6 FM and on Happy Business Radio, my program that goes to air here in Adelaide from 2 to 3 every Monday. And of course, thanks to Ron from Podcast City, it goes around the world And we are lucky to know that it's going to at least 40 countries because I've got people sending me messages. And please keep sending me messages. I really appreciate hearing from you, hearing what you've learned from the program. And, you know, and like I say, if you're here in Adelaide and you hear the program, you hear somebody advertise on the program, please support the people that support us. You know, we need as many supporters as we can. We need as many sponsors as we can because it's a community radio And we just enjoy doing the programs, that's all. But, of course, we need the people who advertise with us. So if you've got a product or a service that you want to advertise, get in touch with us. We're offering fantastic services and fantastic deals. Now, I'll come back and talk to about a couple of sponsors later, but uh, at the moment, I just want to say thank you so much to Charles Figolo, who's the MD, Managing Director and CEO of uh, 
Space Tech Services and several other companies that come under that banner. And uh, Charles started off as a child of like a family of 10 kids, you know, and mother and father who migrated to Australia after the war and found it very hard to just live with 10 kids, it's, you know, and support 10 kids in any country is hard. And Charles went through basically primary school and left at the age of 14 and a half, 15, and uh, started travelling around Australia, did a whole lot of other things. And then one day he just happened to hear somebody talk about a problem that he said, oh, I know how to fix that. <laughs> and from there, you know, people have been beating on his door ever since. And he's created one of the biggest companies at, from here in Adelaide and travels all over the world to help companies with the issues. But the one thing that I can really admire about Charles, and he's been a good friend of mine for a long time, is that he gives back. He gives back to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So Charles, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for all the good work you've been doing as far as charity work. And I know that you do a lot of charity work. And matter of fact, you're, you're, you're doing a, a big party coming up in June, which is... Um, a birthday bash which you've turned into a charity function <laughs> and you know at the factory at his workshop he has uh, big functions and they always turned into some sort of charity when he does things with the waterworks the gas works the you know engineering organizations or any other organization he always says let's put some money in for charity <laughs> and everybody seems to donate so that's you know a credit to you Charles that you've always given back uh, thank you, Peter. I feel very proud. I've been doing charity work for approximately 30 years for the Cancer Council, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Diabetes, Flying Doctor Service, Royal Adelaide Hospital, Children's Hospital. Oh, many, just, many, many, many. Yes, goes on. And we try to raise as much money as we can to donate. And the money, all the money that we raise goes directly to those charities. And I tell you, I've got to tell you, I feel so proud. But what makes me also proud is that I've now managed to get my children to understand in their life it's not just about going forward all the time, it's creating and giving back and putting something back in the community. And my one of my daughters, believe it or not, outdid me. She raised with her husband $85,000 one night. Mm. I think the best I ever did one night was about 60000 Yep. So I'm very proud of them. And all my children get behind us and they're all doing things to raise funds. So it's good. Yep. I, I, I mean, I can verify that because you dragged me into every one of them. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. It's good that we get so many people. The one they're doing on the 4th of June, we have already approximately 300 people attending. Yeah. And my daughter said to me the other day, Dad, we can't allow any more. The, 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 the function won't allow it. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got to restrict the number of people we can put in the function yeah. still because of that. But look, the, the one thing I did want to say, that, you know, what are some of the biggest issues you think you've had in business that you've overcome oh you know seriously i, I think i've i've got to answer that question it's rather interesting but one of the biggest issues i had is being in business um is not always that easy there's a lot of problems that happen that really are not within your control and i estimate i've spent probably a quarter of my life to a third of my life in the courts not on criminal matters or anything like that, just commercial matters where we've had a bit of difficulty understanding certain uh, requirements that have been put on us unsuspectingly and we've tended to lose 
many millions of dollars, but we battle on and we get on with the job and we keep going. But I must say that interferes with growing of the business and expanding, but we're overcoming that every day and we keep expanding and expanding and at the moment we're looking to expand overseas. We're looking at buying some company at the current moment. Yeah, what you've done over the years that I've known you, you've had a little shop here and a little workshop here and a bigger workshop and then a bigger workshop and a bigger... Now you've got a huge, big place with huge sheds and huge factory area and a a multi-storey office block area and you've got staff which is growing here. But then you've got staff working on projects like in Western Australia, in Tasmania, in Northern Territory, overseas, in New Guinea, up in the desert area of South Australia and other places like that. Including Turkey. Yeah, and and like I said, you've got people working in the Middle East and all over Asia. And, you know, you've got also uh, partnerships with uh, other companies where you buy materials from and stuff like that. And some of this material you've actually developed yourself or... Yeah, that's yeah. correct. We, I have scientists that work for us in our laboratory and uh, when we're working on projects, such as a big project I did a few years ago for BP, where they were given a specification for their oil refinery, and they sent me the specifications, which I quickly pointed out to them were incorrect, and, let, and we redesigned all their raw materials for them, and they were really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Now, that's how, actually, that's how one of our companies, Novafast, got started with all those chemicals. Yep. Well, you, you run another company called Novafast. You've got uh, incorporating Novafast Holdings and, and you've got Basetech Services and you've also got the Dennis Southam and Associates, which is an engineering That's firm. correct. They're consulting. That's one so of our companies, which is a consulting. Cult- and we have a consulting engineering company for the design yep. of engineering and we have the raw materials, the chemicals. We have pipelines, gas, oil, sewerage. We design and build just about everything. We actually just recently finished building all the pipelines under the new Royal Adelaide Hospital, which is one of the most expensive buildings in the the world. world. Yes, yes. Well, look, I just want to keep reiterating this. Here's a little kid who left school at 14 and a half, 15 years of age, and now runs a multi-international company from Adelaide. Little old Adelaide, you know, here in South Australia. You're involved in oil, gas, mining, resources, water, infrastructure, design, engineering and construction. You've got the Novafast which is and Novafast Holdings, which does all the products and poxies and all those things. You, you work with fiberglass. You're making your own fiberglass pipes. You know, you've, you've developed and, you know, resourced all these areas. And the, the fact is that... It's it's in a stage at the moment which it's about to boom even bigger. So it's it not is, like actually, as a matter of fact, our order books are tremendously full, and we're getting more and more work because of what we do and the way we go about our work. Nobody, we have the highest standards in the world on credibility. As a matter of fact, we just received an award through the biggest oil company in the world out of Saudi Arabia, Aramco, mm-hmm. who've just recognised our work and have now added us to their Must works, work with engineering work yeah. to work with us. So yes. that's really incredible. That's a credit to you. That's why yeah. I'm saying we, we, we're so proud of what you achieved, Charles. I mean, you know, you, even yesterday you didn't expect it to be like this. You know what I'm saying is this is what I'm trying to say to people. Think big because even when you think big, when you look back you think that wasn't big enough. <laughs> 
You know, every businessman that I've interviewed, every multimillionaire, and I've interviewed quite a few here in Australia and overseas, every one of them has said to me the same. I never thought big enough. If I knew then what I know now, we would we would be doing much bigger. You know, there's only a few people. And last night I was listening to Virgin, who's just put this new boat out and coming to Australia, and he was talking about you got to think big. <laughs> you know, so, look, we got to take a break and we'll come straight back. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you'll receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. I'll be crossing to various sporting events, we'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for sharing it with all your friends and relatives and, and spreading the good news. And of course, the, the, the great guests that I have that have such great ideas and how you can learn so many good things from them. And my special guest today, of course, is Charles Figolo. Charles Figolo is the managing director and CEO of a company called Base Tech Services, which is part of an umbrella of companies which he runs in the oil and gas, mining, resources, water, infrastructure, design, engineering, and construction. So it just goes on and on and on. And But what is really interesting, Charles, uh, I've known you for a long time, and I know that you're not like a workaholic because a workaholic just goes to work and works, works, work, work, work. You go to work because you really love what you do. You know, you seem to really enjoy what you do. It's not just because you're working. Like, you know, you have to have things done. Your sons, uh, David and Paul, you know, Paul um, is the eldest, and then there's David that run two different sides of the company, and Renee, of course, manages the whole lot, and she does a fantastic job. But you've had some serious injuries and of late you've had a, a couple of major operations as well but you know you've had injuries like you broke your leg and you went straight back to work tell us about that and oh, some of your other okay. injuries I, I've never really taken sick time off work I've always unless I was stuck in hospital but yes I was hit in the car accident a couple of times shat, uh, fractured vertebrae in my back of the neck and the back broke my leg and the doctors continuously can't believe that I just get up the next day and go straight to work. They're absolutely astounded. Just recently, I was in the Flinders Medical Hospital, had a serious operation. They said I'd be in there for a couple of weeks. Five days I had enough, I went back to work. And they were astounded. Yeah, But it's not that. I love what I do. And I work with, you know, 40 to 50 people staff. And they're all there to work and help and everything else. So... It's really, I enjoy what I do very much. And uh, the people I meet in life, the members of parliament, business people, doctors, all sorts of engineers, all, engineers, all yeah. sorts of mining industry, water. It's just great to be able to sit down and talk and look at some of the problems and to travel with them. And as I said before, I travel in some of the most dangerous places in the world and when you do things like that, it's just so exciting. But you've also travelled into the Middle East and other uh, uh, Asian countries. You've been to some of the best palaces in the world too. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen photographs of you with sheiks and, you know... Ambassadors. Ambassadors and, you know, in all every country you've been to, you seem to have politicians, ambassadors and... And, you know, people invite you to their palaces and the oil sheiks and all the oil companies and all the oil barons and, uh, you know, you've seen them all. I actually had one president of one country actually save my life. That was incredible. Uh, and uh, another guy that was there at the time from Adelaide, he actually died. But because this one particular president was a doctor, he managed to save me where other doctors failed. Mm. But, I mean, life is incredible is just what you put back into life that makes it so exciting. Yeah, but see, the thing is, with your work, you've you've managed to not only travel overseas, but I you know, I admire the fact that not only do you go overseas to get work, you know, um, and make a lot for South Australia, a lot for Australia, but you also bring companies here to see what you're doing. I, you know, I actually and, did a, a couple of books on Australia, 
which I send off overseas to promote our state and country that go overseas free of charge and it really opens people up to what Australia has to offer, mm. not just for businesses but for also for students as well to come yeah. to our country and study. Yes. Well, this is what I'm saying. So you, you not only do things from an industrial point of view or financial point of view, but you're also growing the state from an economic point of view. You know, and and the fact is, I know that you've you've had a lot of people from other companies and other countries come here to see what you're doing in your workshops. And and now I've been down in your factory, and every time I come down there, I notice that there's always some diplomat or some you know high CEO De- defense. Or, uh, defense or you know the army, the navy, the air force from other countries as well as uh, Australian countries, but also companies from overseas, her oil companies who come to you and say, could you do this or could you do that? And you've always managed to be able to do it. So that's a credit to you. Yes, we've never, I don't think we've ever lost any challenge whatsoever. <laughs> look, I, I, look, I wish I could go a bit longer because there's a, several other questions I wanted to ask, but I'm sure that I'll get questions from different people that hear this program please send me an email you want to ask Charles any question we've had people once before when I spoke to you I think it was a phone call that we had and I got three or four people asking for jobs we remember we got a guy sending you resumes and stuff like that so you know look it up look up base tech services look up Nova Fast Holdings and if you want to apply for a job, we have employed people in Malaysia. You've employed people in Asia and Southeast Asia. And I know you had people overseas in other countries that you've actually employed as well. And you can get a job with this company even if you still live overseas. So, look, thank you, Charles. And time is up and I have to close the show. But I, uh, I can't thank you enough. It's been a real pleasure coming here to give a bit of a talk but I can tell you now I could probably talk for a couple of hours. Yes, easily. And what's more important is that some very prominent people are asking if they can write a book on me, which I don't know whether to say yes or no at this stage. Well, they're going to write you. it anyway. <laughs> thank you very much, Charles. Thank you, Peter, for having me. Mr. Charles Figolo, and he is a OSJ and a OAM. OSJ is the Order of St. John, so he's the Knights of St. John, the Knights of Malta, and also an Order of Australia, and well-earned. He does a lot of charity work, does a lot of work for a lot of companies and a lot for South Australia. Thank you, Ron. Until we meet again, goodbye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m., on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.